on this episode of Designedly. And that pretty much ruined my entire experience with Apple and I've never forgiven them to this day. I pretty much never have to pay for apps anymore. They just have continued to emphasize design where other companies have failed every single time. I remember the first time I looked at it, I was like, <laughs> I don't like this. And that's all coming up on this episode of Design of Day. Hey there, I'm Luke, and welcome back to Designedly. Uh, this is episode 11 of the show, documenting intention in lifestyle and choices and uh, development processes and all of that. Um, so um, if this is the first episode you're listening to, welcome to the show. Um, if you're back from another episode, welcome back. <laughs> um, so today, uh, I feel like we're kind of going to be branching out into a different area that I haven't really talked about before because really um, all the episodes so far have been related to um, development in some way, shape, or form, um, you know, whether that be musical development, whether that be um, like a social media development like last week's. But today we're sort of branching out into like the lifestyle category, um, if that makes any sense. Um, so this is, um, this is talking about uh, a specific area of um, my life and why I choose to live it like that. Hopefully it makes more sense as I actually get into it. But today we're talking about my Google loyalty. Um, so if you are, um, a friend in real life, mostly with me, um, you know, probably pretty strongly that I'm a, I'm a pretty big Google fan <laughs> as far as they come. Um, I have a lot of Google products and I use almost all Google services when it comes to tech companies and stuff like that. Like I am very heavily invested in the Google ecosystem. Um, so I figured I would talk about why that is because it's not because I haven't given some actual thought to this. Um, so um, I guess I should preface by first saying I wasn't always this way. Um, when I was at least a couple years older, I want to say probably like 2012 to the 2014 time frame um, was really the point where I was um, getting more into the tech world and stuff like that. Um, and so I kind of uh, looked at a bunch of different companies and stuff. And I sort of had this weird loyalty with a lot of different companies, like, but never at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, so like, um, when I was really young, I loved like Microsoft. Microsoft was like everything to me. I had like a Windows 10 or a Windows 8 laptop. Um, I had, uh, like I, I use like all Microsoft programs like Skype, um, Microsoft Office, that kind of stuff. Um, and I was like super heavy hardcore into like all of the new stuff they were coming out with. Like at that time they were talking a lot about 3D printers. So I was very heavily invested um, in 3D printers. Um, and, uh, also like Microsoft HoloLens was one of the greatest things I'd ever seen in my life. Um, if you don't know what Microsoft HoloLens is, um, it's basically like this, um, this projection based augmented reality system that they're still developing all these years later. It looks pretty awesome, but, um, you know, it's not anything like they show off in their commercials, unfortunately, which is kind of sad. 
Um, and then after that point, probably around 2013, 2014, I started to get really invested in the Apple ecosystem. So um, I had an iPod Touch fourth generation, which was great, by the way. Um, I still love that device so much. But um, uh, yeah, that was that was kind of like the first Apple device that was even in my household. <laughs> um, yeah, my my family is not a huge Apple user. It's mostly because they're pretty expensive and there's usually a lot better deals out there but um and then i i also um was getting more into creative environments and stuff like that so i thought um it would be smart to get a mac so um i'm still currently using the mac i bought in 2014 the mac mini um which has done really well by the way um i just want to point out this computer is way too underrated like it is such a great computer to use and i love it so much um and it i mean it's helped me to make basically everything creatively over the past five years and um i've only done like two upgrades to it in that time so i'd say it's doing pretty well all things considered um but that also kind of changed a bit um after uh, something, something happened <laughs> and I think it forever changed my perception on Apple products, um, is a little thing called iOS 7. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but this was the biggest, probably the biggest software update in Apple iOS history. Um, it was like a total redesign of everything on the, on the screen. I mean, it looked really pretty because everything before was like all these like really textured icons with like weird bevels and stuff like that. But Apple like completely cleaned up the look and it was this like really nice flat design with all these cool gradients and stuff. Um, but the thing is, the iPod Touch fourth generation was like literally on the line for one of the last devices that wouldn't get the iOS 7 update. And that pretty much ruined my entire experience with Apple and I've never forgiven them to this day. <laughs> Going forward with that though, um, I still use Apple devices for a pretty long time after that. But then things started to change and I started to look at a company that I hadn't really cared that much about until around 2015. So... Um, I mean, most of us have been using Google for a long period of time. I mean, it's definitely by far the most popular search engine. Um, DuckDuckGo, Yahoo, Bing, none of those come close because not only are they, they not um, capable as Google, but also um, none of them really like emphasize the sort of uh, like super minimalist design that Google really um coins i guess um like you know it, like if you were to go to yahoo or if you were to go to bing right they always had like all this like stuff on the home screen they always had all these like big you know news events and here's your mail and all that kind of stuff just thrown at you and i never really liked that um and i think a lot of people agree with me that um you know it's just like starting with google it's literally a search bar in the center and not only is that great for like page loading times, but it just, it was what people wanted. And I think um, also their algorithms and stuff like that have definitely um, helped to put them at the top of all the um, search engine market share. So, um, <laughs> which is why a lot of people use it. And I mean, obviously I've been using Google for a long time, but uh, back to 2015, um, Google instituted something that, um, was really like it was a game changer for sure and i know that people had a lot of different opinions of it when it first started but um 
Google did a pretty big rebrand um, in 2015, if you remember. Um, they basically like completely redid their logo. They took like the the original like Google logo, which was this very like serify font, and then they like pared it down and made this really clean um, sort of logo and stuff like that. And then they also just updated their entire branding campaign and all that stuff. And it just looks really pretty. Like, I remember the first time I looked at it, I was like, <laughs> I don't like this. I don't, I'm not a fan. Um, but as like, I looked at it more, I started to realize the kind of genius that was that rebrand. Um, and so going off of that, I guess, um, I was starting to get more into graphic design by that point. So I sort of had gained a respect for Google, um, you know, during that time. And also during that time, um, Google was also like just off the heels of their um, their brand new service, uh, Material Design, which, by the way, is still, in my opinion, the best framework for um, user interface design that there is today. So they basically redid everything like all of the designs for all of their apps to make them all consistent but that was only a part of it they also put so much research into like the actual form and the structure of everything that they were building like they they actually like um compared like sheets of digitalness to actual materials and so like everything had like a three-dimensional layer to it everything had to have like a place everything had to have like some sort of a context to where it's coming from and like if you if you want to watch more about like how what went into making material design I can definitely like link some videos I'll put them in the show notes but um like it was insane and so that also just continued to give me that respect that I initially didn't even know I had for Google but nowadays um they just have continued to to emphasize design where other companies have failed every single time i mean don't get me wrong apple is definitely a design forward company they have always really crafted pretty products um and their services are always really nice to look at but from my experience they never put the attention into their products like google did they never put necessarily the research or new ideas into motion like Google has um and so like nothing is better shown like that than um the brand new stuff from um the made by Google line so that includes things like the pixel phone and the Google home speakers and their nest thermostats and stuff like that um all of those not only utilized great materials that were brand new to the market but also like they they executed them in such a way that like just created this super friendly clean look all around and although everything had like different colors and different ideas all of the products still look like they could be together in the same like product line if that makes sense like even taking the original Google Pixel phone all the way back from 2016 um like it still looks like it could be with some of the new products that they're they released last year or even this year i mean that's like it's it's a genius thing that they did and i mean i guess first we should just talk about those products right i mean the pixel phones considered to be by many reviews to be one of the best um like smartphones ever made every year like every single year and every reviewer will tell you the pixel phones have the best camera on any smartphone period 
because like that's you know that's the first of all niche that they found but also it just shows that they are there really are crafting these experiences that haven't been done before and the pixel specifically i mean there is so much hype around these phones every year if you're not involved in the tech atmosphere then maybe it's not as relevant but um if you're in like the tech youtube space for any period of time Pixel 4, the word Pixel 4 is the most clickbait used word in history. Like, everybody wants to know about the Pixel 4. And the same thing was for the Pixel 3. Like, people don't even care about the iPhones anymore in the tech space. Like, people only are caring about, like, this next Pixel phone because everybody wants it to be good. Everybody wants it to be the next big thing. And yeah, Google has had some letdowns. I mean, last year, a lot of people really didn't like the fact that there was this giant screen cutout thing for the camera um, on the Pixel 4. Some people called it the bathtub notch because um, it was gigantic. Um, and yeah, I mean, for sure, it's a questionable design choice. But at the end of the day, people still come back because there's something about the Google product development that just you can't find anywhere else. Um, and so, like, they also just showed how much that really is important when they announced the brand new Pixel 3a. Um, I am currently using this phone as my daily, and um, it's awesome. I mean, I, I love everything about this. It it costs half of what a normal um, flagship smartphone does, and it does, like, just about the same. I mean, sure, like, the, the specs and stuff have been lowered, but, like, with Google software included... It literally, like, I can't even tell the difference. The camera is insane. The software is insane. All of the Google tricks are insane. And the design looks literally uh, and feels exactly like the Pixel 3, which is so cool. It's it's such a cool thing, like, you know, that they did there. And it feels so different, so new. Um, and not always correct, but definitely... It's, it's a game changer sort of thing. And then on top of that, um, like they're, they're home speakers, right? Now considered to be the best selling um, smart speakers ever. <laughs> and there's a, there's a reason for that. I mean, they, they completely revolutionized like the design of a smart speaker. Um, I mean, even Amazon now is threatened very highly by them because like, they completely redid their entire Echo line to match the Google line. Like Google was the first people to introduce cloth into their designs. And then what do you know, next year, Amazon's coming out with all new cloth speakers instead of the traditional, very plastic looking cheap pieces of plastic cylinder things. <laughs> I mean, we can keep going. The Pixelbook, the Nest Hub, all of these are products that sort of... Um, relate to this but you know going on from just their physical products like their services right google services um definitely help a lot of people obviously i mean first and foremost google <laughs> most people agree that google is definitely the most helpful um search engine out there and most people probably won't switch from it because it just it has a lot to offer um, and then, like, on top of that, like, a lot of people have used Maps, too. I mean, people on iPhones who have Apple Maps decide to use Google Maps because Google Maps just has the extra, um, the extra content, first of all, but also 
you can tell that it's more carefully developed and just has had a longer time and more intention put into it. And like YouTube, right? YouTube is a huge platform. I mean, so many people upload to YouTube every day and it's just a place where um, people can gather. I mean, at the end of the day, YouTube has been owned by Google longer than they've been their own company. So I'd say Google is pretty much definitely behind all of that. So um, they've they've been able to build this platform and yeah, they make mistakes. Adpocalypse is a thing, but at the end of the day, they really are trying to do the best that they can. Onto some services that you may or may not have heard of. Um, I'm a pretty big user of Google Duo too. Now, um, back when I was talking about my Microsoft days, um, I, I love Skype back in the day. And then when FaceTime was a big thing, I love FaceTime. But um, when I switched over to an Android phone, none of those are really the best option. But Google did something pretty incredible back in 2016 when they introduced Google Duo. Duo is now a huge platform with over a billion users, I think, which is just insane. Um, it's video calling, if you didn't know. Um, but it's it's so much more than that. Like you can you can send people like video messages. You can actually send people photo messages too. It's like a like a Snapchat story of sorts. It's it's really weird, but um there's there's a lot going on there. And they've continued to develop the platform into what it is. And I've never used a more reliable um like uh, video calling service ever. Like I can honestly say that for a fact. And that was what it was made to do was to be a super smooth running um video calling service and it they've done their job really well. It's better than anything I've ever used. YouTube Music is another thing. Um I've been using YouTube Music for over a year now, which is crazy, but um, it's such a good deal, first of all, because for um, for $10, you get YouTube music, and then for an extra two bucks a month, you get ad-free YouTube video watching forever, as well as a bunch of YouTube content, which is actually not bad. Um, there's a bunch of shows on there, which I've really enjoyed watching, like surprisingly. YouTube originals are weird though, that's an entirely separate thing, but YouTube music is great because not only does it work with my Google account, so it knows the music that I like and uses that across the board, but um, it's also really well designed and actually puts some real intention into um, how the app is designed, but um, that's enough about that. Um, but by far my favorite Google service Maybe not my favorite, but a pretty highly rated in my mind Google service is Google Opinion Rewards. And I know I've told a few people about this, but Google Opinion Rewards um, actually like saves me so much money every week, month, year, whatever. I mean, I pretty much never have to pay for apps anymore. I mean, I think I've made over $30 from just answering simple surveys. Like they come up once in a while, they give me like 25 cents per survey and that adds up over a period of time. And it's basically just asking simple questions about yourself just so Google can improve their services over time. It's not like a huge privacy invasion in my mind I think it's just asking simple questions like sometimes they'll literally just ask you like how often do you use the Google assistant like that's a super simple question I get money for that <laughs> that's just like I've never seen another service that does that I mean I know Facebook a while back was doing the thing where like they would pay 
like some teens or something like 20 bucks or something and they would like have access to all their personal information that is not the same thing <laughs> like it's not that is not at all in the same wheelhouse like this is something completely separate and is pretty amazing if you ask me and talking about google opinion rewards that kind of leads me to my third point which is google is not afraid to ask for help if that makes sense um which i think sort of gives it a feeling of um humanity where other companies kind of like to be super locked up in what they're doing and stuff like that so of course there is opinion rewards which is just all about giving feedback um but then there's also things like i've been a google maps contributor for um going on three years now and um like basically all i do is i just give them like reviews and photos and stuff and um in return you know they first of all thank me for my work and i can i can level up in the system which is great um but they've also given me things like free movie tickets and like exclusive access to new google services like google's new augmented reality walking directions on the maps app like i got that before anybody else like even official news sources like that was insane that was like, it's so cool, you know, and it's just stuff like that. And then also, um, like Google crowdsource, which I've helped out for years too. They also give me exclusive access to services and stuff like that. Um, it, you know, I think it just shows that like, you know, they're, of course it is a, it's a trade, right? But they're, they're not afraid to ask for help. They're not afraid to, to go into the community to ask for things. Which reminds me of this tweet that um, was sent out by the head of Google Photos, which is another great Google app that uses a lot of artificial intelligence and it's insane and it's also free and you should totally use it. Um, but literally this, this guy, the head of Google Photos, the Google Photos service, also used by over a billion users every month, just went on Twitter and asked if anybody had like things, their features and stuff that people wanted. And like basically to every single reply that he got, he like gave a reply back to them, like saying, yeah, that's a good idea. You know, stuff like that, like that, that kind of, um, that kind of like community outreach thing is really specific to google like i can never see apple going out there and being like hey what do you think of the new iphone you know like that's not something that happens i would never see facebook saying hey how is instagram doing you know like that's that's just like that's something very google specific and i think it like it kind of gives them i think a, an upper hand definitely but is the fact that they're they're just they're not afraid they're not afraid of asking for help and so with that, um, I guess comes like um, my favorite part of being a Google supporter is seeing all of their ideas played out, seeing, seeing how these concepts play out, seeing how the people at the company's unique personalities make Google what they are. Um, so one example of that, um, and this is a pretty small one, but still really cool, um, is basically every single data center um, that Google owns, right, which is quite a few across the world. Um, and if you don't know what a data center is, basically um, a giant room filled with a bunch of um, virtual storage devices that basically hold everything that Google stores. So like all the files and stuff, they just they just go into these huge data centers somewhere. And so most data centers are just these like giant gray buildings you know these just eyesores honestly but um for so many of their data centers now they they like 
invite local artists to come in and they paint a giant mural on the side of the building like a giant mural um and like there's no benefit there's no there's no company benefit to that in fact they probably lose a lot of money but they're willing to do it because they have this sort of sense of like responsibility for what they're actually doing you know and how like they could affect the community around them and stuff like that which is definitely something you don't see from a lot of um other uh tech companies as well um and then other things like um they they're recently um like starting to starting to buy area in the bay area um of um san francisco that sort of section of california and stuff like that because that area is considered one of the most expensive in the whole united states and as far as rent and stuff goes and so they're honestly like, not only would it be for employees, but people could actually buy houses here that Google subsidizes pretty heavily because they want people to come into the Bay Area because otherwise it's just super expensive. And speaking of cities, um, Google Sidewalk Toronto is a great example of their optimism for future projects and stuff like that. They're basically trying to build a giant tech-based city in modern infrastructure right in the like center area of toronto which they've already gotten approval for they've already bought the land like it's it's in progress currently um and it's it's pretty insane i'll also leave a link to that as well um and so continuing on with just these crazy moonshot projects um is project aura which was um their experimental phone that would basically be able to like switch out the parts so like say you wanted a new screen you could just swap it out or say you wanted um better battery life or a new camera you could literally just take a module and like swap it out <laughs> and that was something that you know like they honestly were working on because they they just had ideas and they wanted to execute on them um google stadia google stadia is another example of this um cloud hosted um gaming online is definitely something that could help people not only in the united states but in developing countries and stuff like that because not everybody has the money to afford these giant gaming computers so what if they did all the processing power and then you just had some chromebook or something and were able to play the same game i mean it's it's an awesome idea um google waymo right um they were one of the first people in the modern times to look at driverless car technology and they've been working on it for years which is why Google Waymo is considered to be miles ahead of any of the competitions because they saw this first, they had the the optimism for the project, and it actually is starting to pan out with Waymo 1. And finally on this list of crazy out there projects is Google Project Loon, which um, is set to um, give internet access to people through basically um, like self-sustaining hot air balloons for over a month time. Um, so like this is actually their project to help developing countries get internet access um which you know you could you could play up as um you know marketing stunts so they could get people to use google services of course but at the end of the day they're trying to solve problems and they've been successful because of their sort of optimistic approach to to futuristic technologies and so while project loon doesn't directly affect me right now as a person um I think it, it just shows off the different characteristics of this company that no other company on earth has. The, from the good design to the 
great products to the good services, all the way to their humanity in asking for help and their optimism for futuristic technologies. I know I've said those words a lot, but um, I think those kind of characteristics are what lead me back to Google every single time when it comes to choosing new products and services. And if there's a if there's a different company, it's not that I, I won't go somewhere else. It's not like I'm trying to defend them in every single way. But these are the reasons I choose to use Google basically for everything in my tech world. And um, I probably will continue to do so for a pretty long time. Anyway, <laughs> hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, be sure to hit me up um, at designedlypod or at lukefabricatory. I'll leave both of those um, in the description as well. Um, I would love to just talk about, you know, what kind of ecosystems you guys are a part of because I have my reasons and um, I'm sure you guys have yours. And um, if you ever want to be on the show to talk about that, that's a great thing, I think, to start. But um, anyway, that's about it. Thanks for watching, guys. This has been Designedly. I have been Luke, and that is why I am crazy about Google services. See you next week. <laughs>